Well, that didn't take very long. It's been seven days, a week, since season 25 of Big Brother premiered, and already we have a house guest ousted from the show. That's right, Luke Valentine got the boot. He only lasted a little bit longer than I did, if you think about it. What is going on with this show when it comes to race? He got kicked out for using the N-word. Okay, so we're going to deep dive into all of this today, and I'm going to share my thoughts. So let's get into it. Welcome to Big Time Small Talk, stories and observations beyond small talk. I am your host, Jody Rollins, and this is the Big Brother Summer Takeover Series, Life Lessons Through the Lens of Big Brother. So if you are not a follower or watcher of Big Brother, I will have pocket episodes all summer long that have zero to do with Big Brother. So please keep listening. Otherwise, maybe you might enjoy these episodes as well. So if you are a new listener, welcome to my show. I've been doing this since 2020 in the middle of the pandemic. I decided to start a podcast. And if you are a longtime listener, welcome back and thank you. We have so much to talk about, like a ton of stuff to get into. Okay. First of all, I need to take a deep breath because I, I've spent like the last two hours doing research, going online, finding out what's happened. Everything just blew up on social media about everything that's going on. So first of all, Let's get started and get into the show, but a little bit of business. If this is your first time and you want to keep in touch with the show, don't forget to follow me at Jody Rollins on both Instagram and on threads. That's more than both. And on YouTube, Instagram, threads, and YouTube. Just my name simply at Jody Rollins. Follow my Insta stories for all the latest updates about the show. I love hearing from you guys. You can leave me a written message at an email address, which is bigtimesmalltalkpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can do a voice message, which I really want from you guys this summer. Like at least one of you listening out there who watches Big Brother, leave me a voice message. The link is in the show notes. I want to hear your opinions about what you think of all the stuff that's going down all season long. Just click the link and you literally, literally record it like you're recording a voice me message. You can do it anonymously if you want, right? So share your thoughts and opinions about everything we're talking about, about Big Brother or any other show or anything you'd like to say. But I love hearing from you. And if it's good, I'll play it on the show. So get yourself heard. Link is in the show notes. Just click leave a voice message. Um, what else? I have a YouTube channel and it is ramping up. I'm doing the um, shorts almost every day. I'm editing some other videos that are coming out shortly, which I'm really, I just said shortly, shortly, that I'm editing shortly, that I'm going to get up and posted ASAP. And I actually shot some more video footage just a day and a half ago. So I have a lot of stuff coming out. You can follow me right there on YouTube. Please, please, please subscribe. I got a lot of stuff there. So 
or at least a lot of stuff that's coming up, coming down the pike, and then keep listening to this show. Finally, in this last bit of self-promotion, if you oh, see them get more information, I get all these BuzzFeed things. Um, if you want to support this show financially, it would mean the world to me. Just go to my Patreon at Jody Rollins. There are several tiers you can choose from. I got a baby. I got a mouth. I got mouths to feed. All of that stuff. This is free entertainment. But if you like it and you want some extras, just follow me on Patreon and sign up for the membership that makes sense for you and get all sorts of extra goodies that nobody else gets. And I would appreciate it. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all of your support. Thank you for listening to the show, tuning in, following, subscribing, all of the stuff and supporting my partners. I do all kinds of stuff. I have another Cozy Earth discount partnership coming up for back to school very soon, probably either the next episode or the one after that. So all the details will be coming up about that very soon. But really excited to work with Cozy Earth once again. I get you guys all kinds of discounts and deals. So and the bigger the show gets, the more of that stuff I can deliver for you. So please um, share the show. If you have a friend, social media, a, a family member or a foe, as I always say, just share the show. And lastly, click those five stars if you're so inclined and leave a written review. It's been a while since I've seen a written review. I get them and I appreciate them, but I haven't seen one in a while. So if you listen on Apple, iTunes, iPod, whatever it is, iPodcast, Apple podcast, just please leave me a written review. I hate it when my computer makes noises when I'm recording a podcast. All right. Anyway, so leave that written review. It really helps people find the show. Don't forget to click that subscribe button so that you never miss a show. All right. I got all of that stuff out of the way. So now let's get into what has happened on Big Brother. Major breaking news. Okay, season 25. I had a whole show planned how I was going to kind of look at the house guests one by one and kind of break them down and kind of see what's what. And maybe if we have time, we'll do it at the end of the show. But I scrapped all that because the breaking news that literally just broke a couple of hours ago, maybe an hour and a half ago, Luke Valentine, kind of a sandy, blondish, brownish hair guy, white guy. I don't know what color eyes he has, blue or brown. I've seen them, but they didn't register. He just got the boot from season 25 of Big Brother. Why? Because he said the N-word. It just bloop, bloop, slipped and fell out of his mouth just accidentally. And then he proceeded to make matters worse, worse and laugh it off. Now, I usually try to play clips of things like that so that you guys can hear it for yourself, but it is such a terrible clip. I mean, I don't know. Maybe if I, if I see it here, I can... I don't know. It's just, it, they're so bad. It's kind of, the, the volume is low, but he basically is just like, what's this? I just saw it in here. <laughs> Sorry, somebody just posted something funny about uh, another racial, racial thing that happened last year. But um, I, I was going to play the clip, but it's, it's like, it's muffled. The guy kind of laughs and it's kind of cut off because somebody interrupts it. So it's, not good. But basically it was, I keep saying basically, um, Luke and Jared and I don't know who else standing in a room like 
maybe a total of three guys, maybe four, and talking about something. And Luke is like, you know, he's kind of excited and he's smiling and giggling. This is all, he. everything he said, it was like no fights, no argument. He didn't call anyone an N-word. It fell out of his mouth accidentally, right? According to him. And what he said was, you know, something along these lines. Those guys over there, the, this part of the house, oh my gosh, enter, they were doing this. And he goes, oh, oh, okay. And I think he says, sorry. He's like, <laughs> anyway. And Jared goes, dog or dude, you're out of something. Like, they, it's so mumbled. If you really want to go see it. All right, let me just find the dang thing. So maybe you can hear it. Let me just play it for you real quick. Um, because I just think that my version that I just did was terrible. So let me get the clip. Okay, here it is. I just paused the show for a second, found the clip from TMZ. TMZ is great if you need like breaking news and especially titillating stuff. They're just like, they're on it. Actually, I think they broke this story. I'll play it a couple times, but let's listen, listen closely. This is Luke. Luke is the first voice you'll hear. We were in the cheese room Dude. Anyways, we were in the yeah. fucking cheese room. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're I gotta, off the fucking leg. Sorry. You gotta go to bed. You gotta I know, go I do, I do. Um, <laughs> it wasn't what you thought it was. Yeah, I was yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Okay, so as you can see, it's like bleeped out, and I told you it was a terrible clip, but I'll play it again just so you can hear it again. Okay. TMZ. We were in the cheese room. Dude. Anyways, we were in the. Okay, so what happens is he says, we were in the cheese room, enter. Oh, and he kind of smiles like a smirk and goes, <laughs> puts his hands on his hips, kind of looks down and laughs and goes, <laughs> sorry. And then, of course, Jared, the black guy, says. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're gotta, off the fucking I'm legs. Sorry, You're off the effing legs? Basically, I guess he's saying like, Dude, you shouldn't be saying that. I, I don't even, I've never heard off the effing legs. I say effing because I try to keep this show relatively clean. We do curse sometimes, but Apple likes cleaner shows and they tend to push them more. So sometimes we'll say the odd bad word, but we try to keep it as clean as possible. But I've never heard of off the legs before. I mean, you guys can fill me in. Maybe I'm an old timer, just completely out of touch. But to me, that sounds like he's going like, uh, yeah, you can't say that. Like in the Big Brother house, nobody ever wants to make something big because it always comes back to you and you want to keep the spotlight off of you. Even though I was in there for a very short time, I can tell you I felt it. It is a tangible thing. It literally feels like if you like let a pin drop, the whole house would be like, what? You let a pin drop. So you don't want any attention on yourself and you don't want to be quote unquote playing the race card. So he, this is my interpretation, Jared, kind of laughed it off, but he was like, that's not cool. Right. And then the way that Luke is kind of like, <laughs> kind of like, sorry, but you know, it's what I said. And it's not that big of a deal made it worse. And it would have been better if he would have been like, Oh my God, uh, Jared, everyone in this room, America feed watchers. I am so sorry. I should not have said that. I'll be honest with you, I say it when I'm at home with my friends, I have black friends, I have white friends, I have Mexican friends, and we say it all the time, and we mean it in love, and it doesn't mean anything to us. It's not a racist thing, it just slipped out, and it was disrespectful, and I take it back. Like, that's what he should have done, some version of that. But to laugh it off and be like, whatever, 
when, if you look up here, here, I have the CBS, um, I guess they have like their official, like what their rules and guidelines are for big brother. And I mean, I know when I was on there and it's changed a lot because in the beginning they were like racist stuff. Oh, well, that's society. That's what's going to happen. We hope it doesn't, but it does. But now they have a whole thing that everyone fully knows and signs off on and understands what they are required to do and required not to do. And they have a zero tolerance policy. And so here's a statement, I guess, from CBS. This is their statement. I'm looking this up online. Statement from CBS and the producers. It says, quote, Luke violated the Big Brother Code of Conduct, conduct, and there is zero tolerance in the house for using a racial slur. He has been removed from the house. His departure will be addressed in Thursday night's show, end quote. And here's the thing. They are one hundred percent clear when they tell you the rules there you have contracts you have to sign they tell you stuff verbally they tell you stuff over and over again you meet with so many different types of producers and executives and everything and you know that when they say zero tolerance, like they tell you not to do all kinds of things. Don't tell your family and friends you're going to be on a show. When you quit your job, you can't say, I'm going to go be on CBS TV reality show, Big Brother. You have to be like, oh, I'm just quitting because I'm going to travel this summer. Like they don't care what you tell your boss. You just can't tell them things. And from the minute you get accepted onto that show, you go into paranoia. Ask any Big Brother player in the history of the show. And we will all tell you the same thing. And every one of us will agree. You go into that house paranoid and you leave that house paranoid, whether you're there for two weeks, for me, including two weeks of sequester and eight hours in the next day in the show. It's six hours in the sh on, on day one and then two hours the next day because people ask me that all the time because I had to come back and get a photo shoot done in the swimming pool. So a total of two weeks involved with the Big Brother CBS world. And you're paranoid because you're like, oh my gosh, this is such an amazing opportunity. I don't want to lose the opportunity. I don't want anything bad to happen. So I didn't tell my boss when I quit. And you can't tell your friends and you can't text anybody. You can't put anything on social media. You can't let it leak or they will take it away from you. And you want this so badly. You are thirsty for it. You don't want to do anything wrong. You don't want to dress the wrong way. They tell you, you can't have any labels. You can't have any polka dots or patterns, no white. They like colors, like everything you do from everything you wear, your hair, your clothes, your makeup, like everything, obviously makeup and stuff. You can be creative, but you can't go in there with a big tattoo or a makeup drawing or something that has something offensive. Like they make sure that you know what is and is not acceptable. And especially now, because this show year after year, after year, after year for decades has had racial issues, homophobia issues, trans issues, like all kinds of issues. And they're sick and tired of getting like publicity for that. They want this to be like a fun, mindless summary show. And it's never turning out to be that.
So the fact that Luke was just kind of like, oh, whoops, N-word, <laughs> like kind of giggling and looking, not even sheepish, but kind of like, who cares? I should say what I, I, I should be able to say what I want to say. That was the look on his face, kind of like, sorry, it's what I do. Now, I don't know if the producers would have been taken, you know, if they would have taken it into consideration if he had stopped the presses, right? And stopped everyone in their tracks and apologized and said, it's, I made a mistake. I, uh, all the stuff I just said to you that he was so sorry and his, it, he says it with his friends, but doesn't mean it, doesn't make it right, but at least it wouldn't be worse, right? It's better if you make a mistake and you apologize really quickly. And he didn't. In addition, we don't know what happened behind closed doors. First of all, and I know this part personally, when you do a reality TV show, you are a replaceable commodity. They don't care about you. They only care about their winners who have gone on to be really popular, the Rachel Riley's, the Jeff and Jordan, you know, um, Taylor from last year, the, the kids, the kids, a lot of them are younger than me by 10, 20 years. The, the folks from the cookout, like all of their big stars, those are the ones they care about, but they will jettison you in an instant if you're somebody new. And even later on, if you're somebody who they love, if you do something wrong, they're, they're done with you. Like evil Dick, they loved him. And then he just uh, crossed the producers and now they want nothing to do with him. And he's regularly giving them the middle finger on, uh, social media all the time. So you can easily be replaced. All they care about is the show itself and Julie Chen. They don't care about any of these house guests. So no matter what you say or do, if they're going to get rid of you, they're going to get rid of you. But we don't know what happened behind closed doors. I always think about that when they fire some of the um, like celebrities or big time news anchors who say something wrong or do something wrong and then they get fired. People go, oh my God, that was so unfair. They were canceled. We don't know if they called Luke in and said, you know, we need you to apologize for this. That is part of our zero tolerance policy, which by the way, notice they say zero tolerance policy. They didn't say this is racist. They just said zero tolerance. And to me, that's, you know, I appreciate that they're doing the right thing, but they have a code of conduct, which includes many, 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 many things. Like you don't hit somebody, you don't stab somebody, you know, you don't spit in somebody's face, you don't do something disgusting like that, and you don't call people racist things, right? But they didn't specifically say it was racist. They just said it was against their code of conduct. So we don't know if when they sat him down, they said, you know, Luke, this is against our ethics policy or our code of conduct. We would prefer if you go in, have a house meeting and you sit down and you apologize to everyone and then we will move forward. We don't know if he was like, I don't want to do that. I didn't do anything wrong. I hate cancel culture. I love Trump and I'm not going to apologize. We don't know if he said that. We don't know if he was crying and sobbing going, oh my gosh, can I just apologize? We don't, I didn't mean it. And they were like, sorry, dude, you're out. We don't know what happened. And maybe it'll come out, maybe on Thursday, Julie Chen will say, this is what happened. Take a look. But first, you know, that's not a really good Julie Chen impersonation. Um, but more and more details will come out because 
social media, specifically Twitter, <laughs> they have people who like deep, deep, deep dive into this stuff. It'll be like, oh, well, I found out because my mailman is my cousin's brother's sister's uncle's dog walker, and he lives next door to Luke. And so when he came home, like people will find out, or so-and-so is a friend of the producer, and they said this and that and this and that, and then they'll post it all over social media. And of course, some of it might not be true, but usually a lot of the stuff that leaks at the very least has a grain of truth. So what do you think? That's the main question that we have to move on to. Now that we know what exactly, or at least from this tiny bit of information, we know what he said. I played the clip. You guys heard it as garbled as it is. We don't know what happened specifically how he was ousted, but is it okay to do what he did? Is it racist if you accidentally on purpose, because you don't accidentally speak, you open your mouth to say something. So that's on purpose. But if you say something that somebody might perceive as racist, but you didn't mean it as racist, my dog is lapping up some water right now, just splashing away in the background. I always notice that when I have these headphones on, you hear every little noise. But then when I play the show back, and I'm listening, I'm like, you barely hear it. Maybe I shouldn't even mention these things. But it's really loud here. Um, <clears throat> but the main question again, is it a mistake? Is it okay if you accidentally say something like this? And there isn't any other word in the English language that holds the power and the hatred that the N-word holds. People are like, well, what about what? No, there is no what about. Well, how about no? There's no other word. I mean, the F-A-G word to me, I don't even say it, is a pretty hateful word. I think it is a very hateful word, but it doesn't have the long-standing history behind it. It doesn't have a history of torture and rape and murder and 400 years of all of that stuff people ripped out of their country and brought to this country to be slaves. So you can't compare the two. Two words are filled with hatred, but one has a long and sordid history right? And then it's such a weird history because in the 70s, when I was a kid, yep, that's how old I am, when I was a little, little kid, by the way, you could say that word. I watched a show called The Jeffersons or Good Times or What's Happening or All in the Family. Some of you guys listening right now are like, I think I've heard of those shows. Some of you have not. But these were hit sitcoms, like top 10 sitcoms with spin-offs with decades of shows and they would drop the n-word right and they didn't say the n-word they said the word george jefferson sherman hensley the actor said it all the time or regularly and now you can't say it at all and then there's people of course who say it in rap music or in songs and then there's this whole thing so is it okay what he did and is it racist and should he be forgiven? Those are three things, three questions I want to answer when we come back from the break. Stay with me. Be right back. Hey. 
Hey guys, if you haven't heard, I'm doing a brand new summer series. It's my sort of big brother takeover, all things big brother, or moreover, I should say, I'm doing life lessons through the lens of big brother. So we're going to be talking about all the episodes, all the people doing all the nitty gritty things that they do, the cheating, the lying, the conniving, the sketch, all of it through the entire summer, all things big brother. But if you're not a big brother fan or follower or watcher, I'm still going to be doing pocket episodes, little nuggets, little gems that you can enjoy in between the big brother episodes. So stay tuned with me. Don't check out all summer. I've got something for you as well. But join in. Maybe you'll like the Big Brother episodes as well because we're looking at life from the greater perspective and how what we see on TV can teach us things in our everyday lives. So join me for my summer series starting the week that Big Brother starts and check out my little pocket episodes as well that will have absolutely nothing to do with Big Brother. I know you'll like it. So stay with me. Thanks so much. Welcome back. So you guys just got done listening to my promo all about this Big Brother Takeover summer series that I'm doing. And I'm super excited about this. But I am taking a couple of vacations during this season since it started later, but I'm still going to record. I am still dedicated and focused. I may not record as much, but I'm going to do it. And it never sounds as good because I'll be recording through a microphone on my phone that I attach. It's not nearly as rich and deep and crisp and velvety as right here in my home uh, home podcasting studio, but I will still record. We're actually going to Alaska, which I cannot wait. I've been there before, but we were there during these forest fires and we couldn't even, you had to wear masks. It was pre COVID and you had to wear masks. You couldn't even get fresh air. So, I mean, that was what you go to Alaska for the beautiful, great outdoors and fresh air. So I'm beyond excited about that. And then that's just in a couple of weeks, about three weeks. And then after that, in September, we are going to New Hampshire. I just got back from New Hampshire, but the whole family's going this time, my husband, myself and I. <sighs> so lots of traveling still coming up for me. Um, I post a lot of stuff about my travels on my YouTube channel and my Instagram if you guys want to check that stuff out too. Pictures, videos, all sorts of fun goodies there. But uh, I am dedicated to this show. I absolutely love podcasting. I love communicating and hearing from you guys and sort of the community that we end up building together because you guys regularly write me on Instagram. You regularly write me on um, Twitter and emails and all kinds of things. And I love hearing from you guys. So I like to do more and more of that. And especially on my YouTube channel, it's a more back and forth thing. And maybe if this show gets big enough, I'll start to do some live shows so that you guys can watch and go, you suck, Jody," or, you know, we love the show, Jody. hopefully not you suck. But just lots of fun stuff coming down the pike here. But I love this. And I love each and every one of you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep listening. And don't forget to share the show. It really, really helps. Okay. So before the break, 
I asked three questions about this whole, I almost said Kyle, because Kyle was the other guy from Utah. Was it last season or the season before? They all run together for me. I think it was last season who did this whole racist thing, which is, it was really sad and heartbreaking to watch. But I just saw a thing about Twitter about him on Twitter about him. But Luke, Luke Valentine is who we're talking about. He's from Florida. That's what my research tells me. And the questions that I asked before the break are three things. Is this okay, what he did? Is this racist? And should he be forgiven? Okay, so let's start with, is this okay? <sighs> Here's the thing. I'm about to say something that may be a little unpopular. And that is... And I've said this before in past shows, I have a specific episode, it's sometime, I think it was in May, earlier this year for sure. And it's called Racist Smacist. <laughs> it's easier to spell out than say, Racist Smacist. And it's all about the fact, to me, this is my opinion, anybody else can have theirs, what is racist depends on the context and what is in someone's heart. There's, there are things that are inappropriate and wrong and bad that have to do with race that to me are not racist. Let me explain. So I want to give you an example. There's a new show out and I just saw an episode of it. I think there's two episodes total. It's on streaming on Paramount and it's called uh, Survival or Survive the Raft or something like that. Survive the Boat. I don't even know. I just stumbled across it and I was like, what's this? And they get a group of people, this sounds very familiar, from all walks of life, but very opinionated people. So there's like... Uh, forgive the tropes, like the hillbilly, and then the quote unquote angry black woman, and then the trans person, and then this person, and that person, and the white guy who says everyone's canceling, and all these, like they get like, they're pushing these hot buttons. And so they throw them on a raft or boat, and they have to compete in these different like competitions and all of this stuff, but it's to push them to talk about this stuff and to somewhat argue, but to let it all out and hopefully grow and learn and be better people, right? Kumbaya. But at one point, the black woman, and I don't remember these people's names because I just saw this episode for the very first time or this show for the very first time. And she says, we'll just call her Jane. Jane says, um, you know, to Eric, I, I, don't, I don't know if his name is Eric, who is the white guy. You know, you guys, you don't understand what it's like to be black. You don't understand, like if you get pulled over, you don't have to keep your hands on the steering wheel. You can just be like, oh, license and registration, no problem. He's like, you don't, she says, Jane says, you don't even understand. Like you don't even understand at all. And he's like, I'm being attacked. I hate cancel culture. I hate cancel culture. You just attacked me solely on my race. You don't know anything about me and you're doing to me exactly what you say you don't want. So they kind of get into this disagreement. Well, the next day, they have to do this whole competition where they're running on the beach and have to grab this thing and then they can win this money collectively as a group. And they have to decide like who's going to be the team leaders to build this raft that they have to build, this thing out of bamboo. And so Eric, the white guy, is like looking around. Everybody's kind of looking around and he's like, hey, um, Jane, why don't you be the leader and you can start on this team or something like that? Which when I saw that, I was like, 
That is really cool. This guy just had a really uncomfortable racial conversation where he quote unquote felt attacked. And I felt that she was heated and it was edited really poorly. Like you can tell they said a lot more. Maybe it was solved. Maybe it was positive. Maybe it was more negative, but they cut it down literally like four sentences. So we don't know. But he starts out this brand new day with saying, hey, Jane, why don't you take the lead on this? And to me, when I saw that, what I viewed that as was here's this white guy. And since we're talking about race, I have to say that this white guy that was like, you know what, last night she was saying that she feels triggered and that white America judges her poorly and that she doesn't have a chance. Why don't I give her an opportunity? And why don't I show her that I'm not that guy, that I'm bigger than that, that I'm better than that. Let me step out of my comfort zone and do something that's actually good. And, you know, based on the conversation I had last night. So I thought that that was a really cool thing that he did. Instead, they talk about it later on after the competition is over. And this other guy says, well, let's just address this and talk about what's been going on. What happened with Jane and Eric? And he's like, you know, I just felt like after everything that happened yesterday, I wanted to give you the opportunity to be the leader on this raft competition. And Jane is triggered. She's like, give? Who are you to give me anything? There it is again, the white man trying to give. Like, I've earned my place here. You don't give me anything. And his face just sunk. And I actually felt sorry for both of them. Because on one hand, I know what it's like to be considered the angry black woman or to be kicked off a reality show unfairly, I believe, with racial undertones or to have all these different things happen in my life that are racist. I even talk about them. You can go back and listen to some of the first episodes. I had racist teachers, all kinds of stuff in my childhood and my past. I know what that's like. And it is a pain that you cannot equate to anything else. But then I also felt poorly or badly, I felt badly for Eric because I felt like he was trying to do something good and get past this thing that he has had to experience with cancel culture and race and how he felt quote unquote attacked. And even when he tried to do something good, he was attacked. And so I bring this all up to say the question that I asked one of the three was, is this okay? Is it okay to say the N-word? Is it okay to accidentally to have it fall out of your mouth? When is it racist? And the answer, in my opinion, is it depends. If you have a reality show that says this is a zero-tolerance policy, zero-tolerance means you say the N-word, you're out. To me, what I saw, and this is answering the question of is this okay? What I saw was a guy who was very comfortable, and this is back at Big Brother, not the other show I was just using it as, as an example. I saw a guy, Luke Valentine, who's just comfortable using it and got a little embarrassed when it fell out of his mouth, but then thought to himself, I don't care. This is what I say. I should be able to say it. That's what I saw. You may watch it and see something completely different. That's my interpretation. And that's part of the problem is that you can have an interpretation of these things. And I know some people will be like, you use the N word, you're racist, and that's it. And that's fine. If he had said that to me, 
I would have been disgusted. I would have been devastated. I think there's a different thing that happens when two guys are talking and they use that word versus if a guy said that. Like if a guy, if guy, I'm talking to him and he's like, you know, and I'd be like, whoa, like what part of me makes you think that you can say that to me? It just would not have flown for me and I would not have stood for it and I would have spoken up. So in short, it depends on the situation. It depends what people's intent is. It depends what they say after it, what their body language says, what the circumstances are. But if we're looking at just this situation in a box, right, in a nutshell, what I saw was inappropriate. If it had happened to me, it would have been inappropriate. So I don't think that that's okay. It's not okay. And according to CBS, it's not okay. He could have helped it helped himself and helped the situation if he'd apologized and said something better in the end and his body language said something different, but it didn't. And again, that's how I see it. I'd love to hear from you guys. Maybe you see it something some differently. You know, everyone's personal experience with race colors, no pun intended, how they will perceive something like that. If you're white, if you're black, if you grew up in the inner city, you're not going to have the Jody version who I grew up in the suburbs. I have a completely different experience with racism. I don't hate police because I haven't had a bunch of racism from cops. Only one thing in my life that I felt was racist. That's it. My whole entire life, other than that, cops have been nice to me. So I don't have that same experience or, um, I didn't grow up poor with the same experience that some of my black friends have told me what they grew up with. If you're, you know, somebody who grew up in the inner city and you're white, you're going to have a different experience than someone who grew up in the suburbs who was white or a small town or whatever. Get a phone call from my husband, but it just depends. It does. It depends. It depends on the relationship of the people involved. It depends on the situation and the circumstance. Is it on a reality show? Is it two people talking? Is it several people? Is it two men, two women, one guy, one girl? Does somebody feel threatened? Is it funny to another person? Were they like all of these things matter in how you decipher what is or isn't racist. As a society, as individuals, even people want to go, X is racist, period, end of story. But it's not that, and forgive the pun, black or white. There are shades of gray. Now, on Big Brother, obviously, they get to make the rules. They get to decide who stays and who goes and why people stay or go. I would love to actually read this actual like zero tolerance policy paperwork because they're going to have to be very specific and have stipulations like, is it going to be um, if you were singing a rap song and you're listening to music and you accidentally say the n-word or you on purpose because it was part of the song or if the black person said it like what's acceptable what's not are we going to say something about what mexicans can say and can't say about this race or that race or this really there's all kinds of stuff that they're going to have to really be specific about if they're going to throw people off their show and we don't know what those specificities are what those specifics are. All we know is what we saw. And so is it okay to answer the question? No, it's not okay. But for me, the big difference is they don't have a relationship. It's not like Jared and Luke 
have been in the house for 88 days, they're buds, and they have talked about their past and their their life experiences and who they are as people, and they've bonded and they feel like brothers. And then if he said it, if you know, maybe Jared kind of was talking about something and mentioned the N-word and how his his white friends say it to him all the time because they're his friends and he says it to them, and then Jared says it then that's okay because those two within the confines of their relationship have decided that that is okay. Unless CBS says it's not okay. But you see what I'm saying? All of these things are not clear, crisp decisions. Now, obviously, if you're wearing a Klan suit and you're running down the street yelling the N-word, that's racist. I think we can all agree. There are obvious things that play out in life that are clear and black and white. You know, you can draw a red line and say, this is the racist stuff. Anything on the other side of this red line. But when it comes to something like this, um, for me, like I said, I judge his body language. And his body language basically said, and this is my opinion and my interpretation alone, his body language said, this is what I say all the time. I'm a little embarrassed that it slipped out, but I can say what I want. That's what I got from it. So there was no sense of like, oh crap, let me really back up and take back what I said or really ask the people in the room, how, are you offended? Is this offensive? I'm so, there was none of that. It was just kind of like, this is what I do at home if I want to. And you can't cancel culture me, you know, like he's one of those people that's like, why can't white people say it? And I'm not even going to go into that because everybody brings that all up. Well, if black people can say it, why can't I say it? I'm like, why do you want to? I don't say it and I'm a black person. Why do you want to? Well, because if, uh, okay, I just don't even argue with people who that is their argument. If you feel that you have to fight to say the N-word, you feel like you should be allowed to, there's something deeper in there. Something's going on that I can't help you with. So the next question is, and it kind of overlaps in what we already discussed, is it racist? Maybe that's not even the question that we should be asking when it comes to a reality TV show. The question is, did he break a rule? The rules are you can't use certain words, out you go. So that is the question and that is the answer. He did something wrong, he broke the rule, that's it. Zero tolerance means zero tolerance. And something else we have to consider, this is not some kind of, it's not like he's going to college, this is not a class that he signed up for, this is not um, whether or not he can be a father in the future, this is not his family, this is, these aren't serious things that people are involved with. This is a freaking game show. At its core, Big Brother, as much, it is a, as much as it is a sociological and psychological experiment, it's a stinking game show. So a lot of times people will ask the question and say, well, that's not fair. He has every right to, no, he doesn't. He's on TV, they own your ass. They tell you what to do, where to go, when to sleep, when to wake, all of that crap. So 
I think it's important to really look at the main question that one would have to ask when it comes to this particular situation. And it's not, is it racist? It's, did he break the rule? And he did. So <clears throat> the last question that I asked before the break is forgiveness. Should we forgive him? That I always feel like forgiveness from whom, for what, like, sure, if he wants to issue some kind of statement and apology, but I get so sick of empty, meaningless apologies that people push out. And they honestly, you can tell they don't mean them. If you genuinely mean it, that's a different story. I can tell you one of the best apologies I have ever heard in the public sphere was from Joe Rogan. And I don't even like Joe Rogan. I don't like that he gives um, certain types of people and certain groups of people and certain people a platform to speak who, in my opinion, they don't deserve it. I think he pushed some COVID um, conspiracy theories that were unnecessary that can cause people harm or could kill them because he believed in things that I don't believe were true. I think he's done a lot of things. I don't listen to his show. He's not my cup of tea. However, that being said, there was this whole thing that came down, and this was a couple of years ago. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> and a couple of years ago, this video compilation came out of him using the N-word and comparing black people to, he went to see the Planet of the Apes movie and said something about black people or black friends, or I don't even remember what it was, but it was bad. And it was a ton of stuff, like over years of his shows or show of him saying all this racist crap. And instead of him saying, oh, cancel culture, uh, you know, that's not right. That was a long time ago. What's everybody's problem, eh? Or instead of him saying, hey, sorry, some empty apology, and then getting on with his life. If you have a chance, just Google Joe Rogan racism apology. It was to me, and maybe he's just a great actor, but I don't think so. One of the most thoughtful, considerate, meaningful, honest, and raw apologies I have ever heard. And that's in the public eye, ever. And he, it was reflective. He kind of looked at what he did. He explained his thought process then, and he explained his thought process now, and he kind of did a juxtapose of the two. He basically was like, look, back then, I thought it was okay. And when I see <clears throat> all of this put together, I'm like, wow. I can see why people would be offended, and I know I offended people, and I'm disgusted. I'm sick, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but things like that. And he really was like, don't take my word for it. Watch my actions. And as we all know, actions speak louder than words. Now, I don't know what he's done since. All I know is I haven't heard anything, but I believed him. That, to me, is a class act when it comes to something like that. And I think for me, that says a lot because here's somebody that I don't respect or admire, but I see him as a talented podcaster. I mean, the guy is talented. I just don't like his show. I can separate the two. But the fact that he did give this apology, I think he, I think he, he spoke his truth. And that is meaningful. If you are... <coughs> 
pardon me, if you are, I mean, if you, you can see all kinds of things that have happened in the last 10 to 15 years on Big Brother where people have been, you know, maligned for something or someone said something or did something and they after the show or during the show or whatever they had to apologize and you can tell sometimes people are like if i offended anybody if you start out with the uh, if if i offended anybody thing you've already lost me because if the position you're in is that you have to give an apology you've offended people so leave out the if but the apologies that i've seen I'm just like, uh, okay, because they're empty. It's like they work with a PR person and they say things like, at this time, <clears throat> um, uh, I'd like to apologize and I'm going to take this time to educate myself and learn and reflect upon my mistakes and hopefully do better. I'm going to start donating to charities and... Uh, <clears throat> And the, those people never do any of that because they don't write those apologies. PR people do. So we'll see what happens. I mean, you see these people who get kicked off shows or, or they do something wrong or they say something or some action happens and then they get fired from their job, you know, like their wife leaves them or their, their town turns again, like, I don't know <clears throat> how much is too much because people have a right to pay their bills and have a roof over their head. This guy, Luke, I mean, we barely knew him. They introduced him. And a lot of times, side note, you guys probably know this, Big Brother packages people to be whatever they want them to be. A lot of the people who apply for this show are actors and singers and writers and dancers, but they also have a day job. Like, I'm a receptionist. So when you see them on the show, that's how they're packaged. You know, America is a receptionist. She's probably an actress. I don't know the girl on the show, America. But people in the past, for, for sure, like social media influencers and this and that, but they have a side job. I'm a waitress. I'm a bartender. Okay. So I don't know what's going to happen to him when he leaves. Forgiveness, not forgiveness. You can look at Kyle, <clears throat> who was last year's race victim or perpetrator, depending on what, how you want to look at it. He was definitely the perpetrator, but I mean victim of the circumstance. I don't want that misconstrued in any way. He's the perpetrator. He's the victim of the circumstance as far as like he has to go out in the world and do his apology tour. Now, he cried and to me seemed genuine. I don't know what he's been doing in the last year, year and a half. I don't follow him on social media. Someone posted a video of him recently. I don't know if it's an old video or a newer video or whatever, but he was like just doing doing some dancing on social media. So I think Kyle's living a perfectly fine life. He's got tons of followers, you know, lots of Trump supporters that are like, you did nothing wrong. Black people suck. You know, not that all Trump supporters are racist because they aren't. It just appears that many of them are. But um, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen to Luke. Um, I don't know what's in people's hearts. And to me, that's the important thing. It is. That's what matters. What is in your heart? And sometimes we can't tell. 
I don't give a damn if you are apologizing and doing your whole apology tour, if you're like shouting from the rooftops, if you don't mean it, it doesn't matter. We can't tell what is in people's hearts because sometimes people just say stupid shit. Some stuff they say might even be racist. Sometimes people say homophobic stuff or transphobic. I always feel like the phobic thing should just go. Like trans hatred, you know, homosexual hatred. It's not so much about fear. Yes, there are people who are afraid of that situation, but I just feel like there's just a lot of hatred for those groups in particular. Less fear, but mostly, mostly hatred and just the ignorance. But people say dumb crap about marginalized groups all the time. I'm a marginalized group member, and I know I've said dumb stuff on this show or in life, but we do the best that we can because hopefully in your heart, at least I know at the core of your being, and I can speak for myself, I'm not a hateful person. I don't hate Mexicans. I don't hate gay people. I don't hate trans people. I don't hate Trump support. Well, no, just kidding. I don't. I'm not a hate-filled person. And I don't look down upon or see people in different marginalized groups or even groups that are the majority. I don't see them to me as less than in my heart. I just don't. Hateful people, yes, I look down on them. You know, backward, redneck, racist, Ku Klux Klan, neo-Nazis, all of that stuff. People who are just like, oh, I don't even want to name them. But those groups, yes, who likes that? Who looks up to that? But I'm just talking about the fact that we are all human. And we're all going to say and do things that aren't the best. But hopefully, you're not on national, strike that, international television when you do it. So when it comes to forgiveness, the guy deserves to work, right? Everybody deserves the ability to feed themselves and or their family if they have one and, you know, keep a roof over their heads, even if they're racist. But I don't know what's in Luke's heart. I don't know exactly what he meant or didn't mean. I know he's from Florida, and Florida has passed some questionable bills lately, has some questionable school board things, has some questionable support for certain types of people. I don't know if he's all part of that. I don't know, because I don't know him, and I don't know what's in his heart. That's up for him to decide. That's for him to deal with, for his friends and his family. I think it's important to not just instantly condemn people. It's like, okay, show me who you are. Moving forward, show me who you are. Say, I lived near Luke or worked with him. Show me. Show me that you can do better and be better. I mean, I think for me, it comes down to, maybe I'm a big softy. I like to give people second chances. Some people are like, forget it. Nope. Once a racist, always a racist. Once a cheater, always a cheater. Like there's, it's just black and white for them. But I don't think that's human. Human beings are fallible and flawed. And what other F word can I think of right now? But fallible, is that a word? Fa fa fallible? Fa flawed. I don't know. But 
We make mistakes. I sit here and do a podcast once a week, sometimes more, and I'm talking and I'm sharing ideas. I've done this, like I said, since 2020, I have 152 episodes. You think that I haven't said something that offended somebody or did somebody did something where people were like, oh, I'm not listening to that anymore. It's happened. People write me in the emails and tell me so. They disagreed vehemently with stuff that I said and wrote me off and decided. Just to give you an example, there was a woman who thought that because of the Dave Chappelle trans show, he did a comedy where he talked about trans people and made a lot of jokes at their expense and people were trying to cancel him and thought that the show should have been removed. I thought you were missing the bigger opportunity because in the middle of that show or towards the end or whatever, but the core, the crux of his comedy special, he talked about how he basically found a friend through this whole situation who he loved deeply, who was a trans person. And that trans person commits suicide. And Dave Chappelle set up a, a, some sort of scholarship or trust fund for the child who no longer has a parent in their life because of suicide. And to me, if you can't see that that is what matters, remember, we're talking about what's in your heart. He makes a bunch of jokes. Some of them weren't funny. A lot of it to me wasn't funny at all. I'm not trans, but I can't speak to what's offensive and what's not from their perspective. I can only talk about my perspective and my experience. And I believed that Dave Chappelle had a greater lesson to be shared and told, which was this story about his relationship with this person who unfortunately took their own lives and what he did for the family of this person. That to me is more important than canceling his show and pulling him off the air. And I still believe that. I would rather have somebody, you know, that same show that I mentioned earlier, the whatever, survive the raft or whatever. There's this guy who said he was raised, like his dad was really, really racist, like backward. He was raised to say all the N-word, everything up ways and down ways and sideways that was racist. And then his mom divorced his dad and married a black man and his whole life changed. And he spends his life being an anti-racist. And that's the whole thing. He showed in his heart who he is today. If we had just written him off and given him no other chances, what's the purpose in all of that? Where's anybody going to learn anything? And to me, that's, I keep saying to me, but that's a, an important part of all of this. And so when I get an email saying, I'm not listening to your show anymore, that's terrible. I'm surprised at you, Jody. you know, a minority, how could you do this? I can't help, I can't help you. There's nothing I can do because we are not perfect people and everything is not black and white and hopefully people get second chances and they get forgiveness. But when it comes to a reality TV show, I can't, I don't make the rules. I can't control what does or doesn't happen to Luke Valentine. But knowing what's in people's hearts makes a difference. The relationship you have with someone when they say or do something makes a difference. If you tune into the Dave Chappelle show of mine only, 
and you're a trans person or maybe who, someone who has a trans person as a family member and you're disgusted and you're like, Jody is a closed minded, like transphobic, you know, terrible, just little bit a horrible human being. And you never listen to another show. Okay. That's your right. But you don't see what's in my heart. If you just decide in a blanket opportunity or blanket statement or a blanket moment, that that's it. So when it comes to forgiveness with somebody like Luke, I don't know. I go to a lot of and have done the Big Brother charity circuit with a lot of Big Brother players that show up for that. There's different charity things that they do. Um, I've gone to social things. I've gone to Black Big Brother Weekend. I was invited back for the 20th anniversary show for Big Brother. I was on... <clears throat> celebrity big brother i did a cameo thing so i'm around these people a lot and some of them are my friends i regularly talk to whether it's on social media or whatever regularly talk to a lot of past big brother house guests from multiple seasons and they are people that i care about and i forget why i even brought that whole thing up why did i bring that up i just totally lost my train of thought but knowing all of these people and I think I'll get back to it. There's a, that's what it was. There's a chance that I might meet Luke. I mean, he won't be invited back to the 30th anniversary probably, but maybe I'll see him around. Maybe he'll come to one of the charity things just as a participant and not as a guest or something. And maybe I'll meet him. I don't know. I don't know what he'll be like. I don't know who he is, but I can forgive. I can forgive somebody for saying something racist or doing something racist if they actually are seeking forgiveness and they show me with their actions. Beyond that, I don't know what else I can do. If you go to Twitter right now or any of the social medias, but specifically Twitter, people, it's like if something happens on Big Brother, it's like they're rabid dogs, like out to get this person. Like, ah, 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 I'm going to get him. And they want to tear at his leg and rip at his bones and tear his skin and watch him bleed. And it's like people get joy out of taking somebody down. I don't. I don't get joy in this because if this guy is racist, like, at his core, what's in his heart, and he's just like, let me just pretend to be nice to be black, nice to black people on a show, then I don't need to invest anything in him. But if he's not, and he's just somebody who did some dumb crap and said something stupid on a show once and mishandled it, or maybe he's got the opportunity to learn something from all of this, destroying somebody brings me no joy. And it does bring joy to a lot of people because they're just happy it's not them. And as somebody who part of what I do is talk for a living, you have to be careful about something like that because today you're destroying somebody for saying the N-word, but tomorrow someone will try to destroy you for doing something else. That could be me on this show, that could be you at your job or at school or at work. I said work, but it could be any one of us. 
So it's important to really sort of take your time and understand what happened with something like this and not destroy the person. See what happens next. He goes on social media and he's like, F it, I said what I said and I don't care. That's a different story. So we'll see. And this is why, this is one of the reasons why I love Big Brother because you get these life lessons, this opportunity to talk about uncomfortable topics like race. There's so many others and more stuff will come up about other things but there's so much to be learned. I learn, and sometimes I'm figuring it out as I'm talking, you know, to you guys. It's a gift to have a microphone in front of your mouth. And it's a gift to have people tune in and listen as we share ideas. And I am so grateful for that gift. But I'm aware that if you say the wrong thing, it can come back and bite you in the ass. So we'll, we'll see what happens with Luke as things progress. I'm curious to see how CBS handles it tomorrow night. They said they were going to address it on Thursday's show. We shall see. It's such a weird little clip. I know there's going to be people who are saying like, what's the big deal? He wasn't calling him the N-word. It's what black people say to each other. Uh, Not all black people say that. In fact, I don't think the majority do. But. That's a whole nother show. We shall see what happens. That's what I think anyway. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Hey.